But let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, now I pray that you would be you. Lord, may the instrument fade and may the word reign supreme this morning. I pray in Christ's name, amen. On our way to 2 Timothy this morning, I wanted to stop. I told you yesterday I was on all, all Christian concrete crew, and we did Bible studies, and the boss that I had, he was a great guy, praise God. I mean, he had a walk with the Lord, and we'd talk, and all kinds of things. And uh, sometimes he'd bring something together that he uh, had in family devotions, or he, he uh, did at church. We got to looking at 1 Kings 11 one time. And of course, verse 1 says, But King Solomon loved many strange women. Now, we could make fun of that, but we're not right now because the sad truth is Solomon was a lover of self. Wise man, did much, did some things that weren't good. And so there were things that took place that God was not pleased with. Look at verse 4. For it came to pass that when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God. I want you to remember that phrase. As was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after. If you're the kind that takes notes, write this down. We did a study and called it the discipleship of self. And I've got here written in my Bible, a disciple of self becomes a slave to his own passions. Remember that. He becomes a slave to his own passions. In verse 6, it says in the middle, he went not fully after the Lord. Go down to verse 10. Let's start at verse 9. The Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which the Lord commanded the disciple of self ignores the word of God. You know what's really interesting and sad? It very well could be there is somebody in this auditorium right now. You've already checked out. You're, 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 you're here in body only. I went to Bible college with people like that. They couldn't wait to get back home and just up to here in their sin. They're ignoring the things that are, again, as we'll see later. Look at verse 11. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, listen to this, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee. The disciple of self gets what he wanted, but he lost what he had. 
Do you know somebody who got what they wanted, but they lost what they had? Have you experienced it yourself? I have. Got what I wanted, lost what I had. In little things here and there. Sometimes not little things. Got what he wanted, but lost what he had. How many of you know somebody like that? Raise your hand. You know, here we are in chapel, and the word of God is open to us. And it's that word that we need to hear. But there's a young man that decided it wasn't that important. I remember when I started going to Bible college, there was a situation that took place. They actually made it into a play. This young man was called to South America to be a missionary. So he went, early 60s. While he was there, he was observing businessmen who were making all kinds of money through the coffee business. And he thought, hmm, wow, they're, they're, they're doing good. He got back after his first four years, came back on furlough and told a friend, he says, you know something? He, he said, I'm seeing how these guys are making, you know, all this money and stuff. I'm going to go back to South America, but, but I'm not going back as a missionary. I'm going to go back as a businessman. And you know something? I'll be able to make all kinds of money and I can support missions. So he forsook the calling of God on his life. And he went back to South America. One day they found him dead in an alley. He was with some unscrupulous people. And they decided to do away with him. He got what he wanted. But he lost what he had. Take your Bibles now. And if you could go please to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And look at verse 9. Do thy diligence, Paul said to Timothy, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. Here was Paul. He made the statement earlier in that chapter, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now praise God for the power of God in his life. But something takes place here that grieves him that hurts him deeply. I want us to see, first of all, the man for Demas. Demas was one of Paul's co-workers. He ministered, we know, and we'll be going there, we, he ministered with Paul in Colossae. You read in Colossians 4.14, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. He was mentioned in the letter to Philemon, in verse 24, Marcus Aristarchus 
Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. There was Demas. Right there. One of the ones that he trusted. You know, we, we've got we've to stop and think about something. Do you praise God that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? I am too. You know, glory. January 14th, 1967. 8.30 p.m. Saturday night in my youth pastor's garage over his lawnmower. I trusted Christ as my Savior. Oh, man, that was just, just great. So the name is there, and I pray that each and every one of you, your name is there as well. But you know something? That's not the only place our name is known because we make a reputation. And I kid around with them, but in all seriousness, when it comes to Pastor Stevens, I think back and I praise God for him. In his younger life, he was nuts, a little bit more than he is now. But overall, let me tell you something. Stand by that guy anytime. And you might think of people that you, know, you praise God for their testimony. They have been faithful. But then there's also names that you hear. They're not there anymore. One of my absolute best friends in ministry has gone full-blown into the alphabet crowd. Left his family and it just grieves me. He's not the only one. There's people that have been in our church. They've walked away from it. Someone said this, Reputation is what others think we are. Character is what God knows us to be. God led Paul to write something about Demas. I am sure that it grieved the heart of God what he did. But we need to be warned because it can happen to any one of us. You know why? In the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And if we get discouraged, like we were talking about yesterday, if we just decide that, you know what? <laughs> That's it. I mean, I, 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 I've, I'm, 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 I'm going. That hurts. I've got a man, and I'm not going to use his name, but he's in my church. He's a good man. One time, he was a pastor, and he used to brag, I'll never commit adultery. And praise God, now he's serving the Lord in our church, right with God, doing great. But he would tell you, you know what? You don't brag like that. We need to humble ourselves because you know why? Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, and on and on and on. We have a name and praise God that name is written in heaven. 
But by God's grace, at least from this day forward, may we be careful to guard the name, not for our own pride, but for the testimony of the Savior that we sang about and thanked him for his sacrifice on the cross. Amen? Seriously. The Lord had Paul write this. And basically, he was telling us, don't be a Demas. Well, why is that? Well, first of all, there's the man. Now let's see the memory he made. Look at the next three words. Hath forsaken me. Demas hath forsaken me. Now, I'm not a brain, but I know where the brains are. And I look up on this, and when a Greek, the Bible, or the, the, um, the commentators say that the three Greek words that are here, make, they come together to mean to forsake one who is in a set of circumstances that are against him. And that was Paul. That was Paul. See, Demas had not only left Paul so far as fellowship, a fellow laborer, but he left him in a lurch. My soul, the man is getting ready to die. He needs his friends. He needs people praying for him. This is the apostle Paul. But he says, you know what? He forsook me. When a man departs from God's call on his life, he forsakes his fellow church members and his fellow co-workers. He's a bad example. He lets them down. He discourages their hearts. He leaves them to do his share of the work. I praise God. I'm looking at young people that are here saying, Lord, I'm ready. I'm getting ready. Can you do this? Don't be a Demas. The world is not worth it. People used to talk about decades ago, you know, having the American dream. The American dream is shattered. It's gone. We're under judgment. But God is on the throne. Now, I'm not trying to discourage you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest, even if you come to California. And all God's people said, thank you. I'll see you all there this summer. Demas forsook him. Now think about that. What took place? Would you take again your Bibles and now let's go to the book of Colossians. Go to chapter 1. Now I'm going to quote a verse. Actually I've got these verses here. I'm going to set my Bible here. But I want you to take note of this. Remember, I started reading in chapter 4, and Paul had written, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to look 
in the book of Colossians, if, 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 if Paul was there and he's preaching and teaching and reaching, well, Demas is there hearing him. Listen to some of the things that Demas heard. Look at verse 9 in Colossians 1. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Listen, that ye might walk worthy of who? The Lord. Unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Listen, Demas would have heard this, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Young people, Demas knew this. He heard it, preached, taught, spoken of by Paul, just like you have heard things. Preached, spoken of, taught by your teachers, by the administration here. Demas knew this, but he left him anyway. Go to chapter, excuse me, same chapter, verse 25. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known, listen to this, what is the riches of his glory, not the world, but his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, hey, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. Why? That we, might, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Demas knew this. He watched it in Paul. I'm sure he saw it in others. He heard him teach it. But he left him anyway. Go to chapter 2. Look at verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. That's what you're learning here. That's what you're learning in your local church. That's what you're learning when you're reading and studying God's word. Demas heard it. Studied it, I'm sure. Might have even said every once in a while, amen. But he left Paul anyway. Go to chapter 3. Look at verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ... Seek those things where? Which were above. This is what Paul was preaching and teaching and seeking for people to understand. 
Seek the things which are above. My soul, this, this world is not going to last. Everything you see, you touch, will one day be gone. We're going to have a new heaven, a new earth. It will be taken away. Demas knew this. There was more than the book of Colossians he knew from Paul. He understood this. Look at verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Again, Demas knew this. He heard him preach it. He heard him stress it. But he left him anyway. Go to verse 16, Colossians 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Listen to this, verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Young people, Demas heard it. He recognized the importance of what it was to Paul. He's stressing, listen, we're here because Christ came to save sinners. And as Paul said about himself, whom I am chief. Demas knew this. But like other people, that maybe you have known, and I know I have known. They left anyway. They left anyway. Verse 23, again, Colossians 3. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for ye serve, at least this is what you should be, ye serve the Lord Christ. Verse 25, Demas heard this, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respecter of persons. Demas knew this. He heard the warning. But maybe like one, two, three, I pray not, in this auditorium, this person or any person can be up here in the pulpit and encouraging you, listen to what's being said. But the thing is, your eye is on Thessalonica already. Don't do it. Because you're going to be going along with those that are in this present world going after worthless things. Unthankful, unholy, you know the verses. Look at verse 14, Colossians 4. Luke, be the beloved physician, and Demas greet you, as we've already seen. Salute the brethren which are in, what's that city? Laodicea, interesting. And Nymphus in the church which is in his house, and when this epistle is read among you, 
cause it to be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea, and say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. You know what I got a feeling? It wasn't just Demas that was drifting. It was a church that now has the reputation from the revelation of being the lukewarm church. You're not cold or hot. Your feet are here, but your heart's in Thessalonica. So what was behind all this? Well, we've seen the man. We've seen the memory that he made. Here's the motive. Having loved this present world. Now, you know something? This didn't happen overnight. That missionary in South America, he just started observing. And he saw what those people were experiencing in making money. And he thought, you know what? I've got a business mind. I can do that too. And the wicked one starts working in the heart. Now, it doesn't matter that John has already come and warned us, listen, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You see, when the Christian starts doing that, guess who he's moving out of his heart? That's not good. Spurgeon, speaking of the world, said this, He may use it, but love it he must not, unless he will renounce the love of God. Demas loved it. He loved it. He prized it. Therefore, he set his affections upon it. That world that's described, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, that was it. Again, this didn't happen all at once. This was a process. And you know, when you get out in ministry and you're living hand to mouth and you see friends that you went to high school with or maybe were neighbors, and they're not like that. They're making good money. They're making really good money. And while you're driving a 78 Oldsmobile, they're driving a Tesla. Good luck with that anyway. (laughs) Bottom line, Demas ruined his testimony. You know, when you read Demas, you praise God for this. You praise God for Timothy. Timothy, hey, He wrote, Paul wrote to him, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Do that. Timothy, I need you. In 1 Timothy 6.20, to O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Young people, keep it. Keep it. If you don't remember anything else, what this face says, remember what he quoted from God's word. Keep that which is committed to thy trust.
do that. Fight the good fight of faith, he went on. Oh, Lord, help us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for these young people. I am so glad that they have heard your voice. And because of that, they are here. They're growing. Maybe they're doubting some things. They might be struggling. Maybe they're going through difficulty. But like we saw yesterday, here was someone who learned, oh, God is so good. Lord, he is good. You are good. So Lord, I pray that while they're here, the wicked one will not be victorious in shaking their faith or drawing their attention to their Thessalonica. I pray that there would not be a love for this present world. And I pray this in our Savior's name. Amen.